0: All right, guys, let's take a look at this picture. Whose tongue is this? Huh? Mick Jagger, you're right. Mick Jagger. It's the most famous tongue in the world, really, when you think about it. Is there any other tongue that you identify with <laughs> the person? Mick Jagger. Yeah. We're going to be talking about that today. In fact, let me put my uh, professor hat on. Let me tell you a little bit about the details of the tongue and biology. You know, we've got the, the pink, which is the uh, mucosus that uh, is covering our tongue. And, and we've got the papillae, which are the little bumps, you know, makes your tongue rough. Well, that's where a lot of the 10,000 um, taste buds are. About 8,000 are on uh, the tongue. And the tongue is very strong. It's like eight different muscles all put uh, together. In fact, have uh, you heard that, ever heard that phrase, cat got your tongue? Well, back in Assyria, 2,500 years ago, uh, what they would do is they would cut the tongues out of soldiers and, uh, that they had captured and criminals. And they would feed them to the king's cat. And that's where that phrase comes from. Cat got your tongue. Now, hey, that's gonna work sometime in your week this week, okay? Another <laughs> thing about the tongue is that uh it has uh six hundred different types of bacteria in the mouth, and a milliliter of sal- saliva contains one million of them. Oh, at least you want to brush your teeth. <laughs> Well, the tongue is very important for many reasons, but uh, it's dangerous. And that's what James is going to talk about uh, today in his passage in James chapter 3. We're talking about wisdom for life. We're going to continue in our series of the book of James, which really has been very eye-opening and uh, very convicting and uh, very encouraging. Uh, taming the Tongue. James 3.1, not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. Now, why does he bring that up? Well, remember, they were just coming out of Judaism, and the rabbis were treated very well. In fact, you were supposed to put the rabbis' needs in front of your, your own family's needs. So I do have a list on the counter there. Of uh, things that meet dinner on the house uh there's a cash box as well, you know what I mean, because you know I'm kind of like a rabbi, I guess, <laughs> but that's why people wanted the position they wanted the respect that it was just part of their culture uh so everybody wanted to be a teacher, but he's saying, now wait a second you do you really don't want to be a teacher as much as you want to be a teacher because it says my not many of you should brothers. Uh, For you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. What does that mean? Well, we all know at the end of our life that we're going to stand before Christ. Now, we're covered by His grace. But He is going to evaluate our lives. Even every idle word He's going to evaluate. And when we stand before Him, uh, He's going to have a higher standard for me because I teach the Word of God to other people. Now, if I'm just talking to somebody, that's one thing. But when I'm talking to a group this size or any size, uh, that's a very serious thing to do. Because if I get it wrong, if I mislead you and you believe me and then uh, you mislead your kids, I mean, that's all kinds of problems. And so God is very specific uh, with Bible teachers. You've got to be very careful. So if you teach a wanna, you teach in our kids programs, you teach a small group, uh, don't be fearful But at the same time, take the proper time to prepare, especially. Okay, a lot of people just, you know, read something before they go in, but you've got to really pour some time into your preparation time so that you know that you're you're teaching uh, what God is trying uh, to convey. So, all that to say is that I mean that will be an evaluation, and don't worry, you're not going to be bummed out in eternity. He didn't get any rewards or anything. Yeah. fantastic time. But there is a time when we're going to have to talk to Christ about, you know, what we did uh, with our gifts and our time and uh, salvation he gave us. James 3, 2, For we all stumble in many ways, and if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he's a perfect man, able also to bridle his whole body. So stumble is another word for sin, It's in the present tense, so we continue to stumble in many ways, right? And We sin every day. And if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle his whole body. So, James says it's so difficult to control sinning with the tongue that if you could master that, if you could always speak in a positive godly way any other sin would be no problem that's how difficult it is to control the tongue we all stumble, and hey we're never going to be perfect until we get to heaven so we have to realize of course that we've been saved by grace and we're just walking along listening to god and just growing growing his pleasure and and then working at it as well, all right, well, the easiest way uh to to sin is a tongue, really, when you think about it, right? I mean, all you have to do is say it you don't have to go somewhere, you don 't have to buy things, you know <laughs> you don't have to write nasty letters or things like that. You just have to say it. let's say two guys are out on a fishing boat, and uh, you know it's a long long day and and they're really close friends. And they have a mutual enemy. And uh, they spent about 15 minutes just cutting this guy up, just malicious stuff, slander. One guy says, I wish I could kill him. Well, they already did, right? That's what Jesus Christ says. He says, Don't even think about killing somebody, that's as bad as killing them. What I'm trying to say is that something that we think, is so simple and not that important. Our daily conversation is critically important to God and what comes out of our mouth. And as we continue in this passage, whoa, it's kind of like my tongue is really a problem. <laughs> I've got to go to the Lord with it and let Him uh, empower me to take care of. And what I say—that's interesting—in in the Hebrew, he talks about the tongue a lot here. Why doesn't did, why he just talk about the heart? That's where it all comes from. Well, Proverbs four twenty-three: Keep your heart with all vigilance, for, for from it flow the springs of life. But they say the tongue, and they do that a lot uh, in, this, in these writings. And for example, you know, cut out your eye if it's causing you to sin. You know, feet that are swift to evil. Uh, they talk about the member of the body that's doing the sinning, but we all know that it starts in the heart. But it's interesting, you know, even to kind of challenge yourself with the Spirit of God this week and say, okay, I'm going to go all day without, you know, saying something that's hurtful. I'm going to ask the Lord for the wisdom and insight to do that. Uh, So it's kind of interesting. I mean, if you just focus on that one area what comes out of your mouth, Uh, with the Spirit's power, you'll make progress. In fact, Rabbi Joseph Telushkin, author of Words That Hurt, Words That Heal, uh, has lectured throughout the country on the powerful and often negative impact of words. He often asks audiences if they can go 24 hours without saying any unkind words about or to another person. Invariably, a small number of listeners raise their hand, signifying a yes. Others laugh, and quite a large number call out, No! He goes on to say, He said, those who can't answer yes must recognize that you have a serious problem. If you cannot go 24 hours without drinking liquor, you're addicted to alcohol. If you cannot go 24 hours without smoking, you're addicted to nicotine. Similarly, if you cannot go 24 hours without saying unkind words about others, then you have lost control over your tongue. A serious problem, according to James, yeah. Yeah, so again, we kind of, you know, rank sins, you know, which one are... More serious ones, and we put conversation down here. But uh, it says, "No, no, you got a serious problem. If you got you know, <laughs> trash coming out of your mouth all the time," so he goes on to illustrate. And one of the beautiful, thing, the beautiful things about this passage is he uses so many illustrations. Uh, you know, he was Jesus' brother, so uh, he picked it up, <laughs> led by the Spirit. Uh, So, first of all, he talks about a horse. James 3:3: if we put bits in the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. So, here's a horse, and it's got a bit in its mouth. Isn't that lovely? Looks like he's digesting something. But uh, you see, the bit lays on the top of the mouth, and uh, when you pull it one way, well, he feels it, and he goes that way because he doesn't want you pulling on that. All right? Uh, that's the bit in the horse's mouth. And the the point that he's making is that the bit is disproportionate to the size of the horse. I mean, look at that little bit in the tongue. He does have a pretty big tongue. But at the same time, horses are huge animals. But you can control it by controlling their tongue. He gives another illustration. He says, look at the ships also. Though they are large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. Let's take a look at this ship here. That's some pretty big ships back then. Uh, The Greeks often would talk about horses and ships, so this is common language. Uh, And you see the rudder way back there, number three? Now look at that thing in proportion to the rest of the ship. I mean, somebody's up there, you know, uh, guiding that ship, just a, a small tool. And uh, that's amazing, isn't it, when you think about that? If you ever been on a cruise or been on a military ship? It's just one or two or three rudders back there guiding the whole thing. So, again, disproportionate uh, size compared to the rest of the body. Well, this is a rudder right here, okay? And even though it's small, uh, it can be very, very uh, dangerous. James three five. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. Ever been around a braggart before? Oh mercy! You know, <laughs> they give you their life resume before you sit down, and and they keep dropping names and things of that nature. And I'm like, oh, just shut up. <laughs> Okay, I know you're special. I know you're special. An illustration of this is British shock radio host Tim Shaw, learned a fabulous lesson about words. He was doing his ten to one a m radio show over in Britain, and uh, he had a pinup girl there. <laughs> he said, "You know what? I would give up my wife and two children for you." Well, his wife happened to be listening. Haley. And so what she did was is she set up an eBay auction to sell his Lotus Spirit Turbo. And she says, I gotta sell this thing in two to three hours. Uh, give me what you think. Five minutes, three seconds, somebody paid ninety cents for it. <laughs> now she later apologized, but I wouldn't apologize. <laughs> She said, I just wanted to get his attention. Well, she got his attention, right? That's a power of words that you can damage someone. You think of your parents. Uh, God bless your parents, but maybe they said things to you that were sinful. Maybe they were abusive to you verbally. And you still have to live with that stuff inside of you. God can help you purify and. You know, become whole again but it's just there and that's why it's so critical that we be very careful what we say to everyone and families of course are the place where you know we kind of let our hair down and that's the worst place to let our hair down in a sense the people we love and so we need to be very cautious and prayerful about anger and Names and swearing and all that kind of stuff. The filth that comes out of our mouth that impacts especially our family. He goes on in verse 5, how great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. Of course, we've all, you know, seen the fires out in California and out west and how dry it is. And you just, you know, they have a campfire going or something. And some have been set intentionally, and just thousands and thousands of acres have been burned, and people's homes have been lost, and people have been killed just because of just a a small fire that got out of control. Now, this would be true with the people in Palestine because uh, it was a desert terrain, and during the dry season, a spark from a fire uh, could land in the right place and set the whole landscape on fire. So this is very real with them. We talk about the Chicago fire back in october eighth, eighteen seventy one. Happened at eight thirty. Uh, Mrs. O'Leary's cow kicked over, <laughs> kicked over the lantern, and they lost seventeen thousand five hundred buildings. Three hundred people were burned to death. One hundred and twenty five million people were homeless. And 400 million was lost and damaged. And, of course, if we equate that to this day, it would be much, much more. Now, the old Larry cow thing, about 10 years after it happened, the reporter who said that said he just made it up to juice the story up a little bit. (laughs) But it stuck. Uh, They really don't know why. One thing is that some guys were gambling in that barn, and and they started the fire. But, uh, again... Destroyed Chicago, made of wood. That was uh, catastrophic. Now, friends, here, here's uh, what you need to understand. And this is what I continue to talk about over and over again. Because you've got to realize that we can't tame our tongues ourselves. We become a Christ follower, uh, new capacity, new nature comes into us, the Holy Spirit comes into us the word of God is imprinted on our hearts and and we just have the potential now to sanctify our tongue to make it holy and, and there are some people who say well you know it just kind of happens automatically well no it doesn't happen automatically Jesus Christ does it in sanctifying us and then we also need to put our own effort into it we need to work at being Holy, not because we're legalistic or anything, but we need to put a lot of effort into it, knowing that God's grace is pouring over us. But but we really need to listen today and say, okay, if I have an issue with my tongue, this is something that I need to bring to the Lord, ask for insight, and then I need to think about, okay, how am I going to change this? That's so important. Every week you walk out of here, you've been convicted of something, it's time. Okay, the Lord revealed this sin in my life. What am I going uh, to do now? The tongue is very dangerous. Proverbs 16:27. A worthless man plots evil, and his speech is like a scorching fire. Anybody experienced person like that? Speech like a scorching fire. Uh, I'm talking with a friend, and he was uh, in a corporation, and a big corporation, and he had some time. With a CEO, and he had a scorching tongue. <laughs> I couldn't believe what the guy said. Verse six: And the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. You talking about a phone conversation here, James? You talking about dinner out with somebody? I mean, yeah yeah how many have been uh, wounded, hurt, sinned against by someone's tongue gossip or slander or, yeah, I think there are a lot more people out there you or you just don't know it <laughs> right oh yeah it, it hmm. it's just sad, it's really sad and hey, you know I struggle as well, uh, but there are some people who really struggle uh, with slander gossip those types of things and and just the way he describes it in the tongue is a fire a fire a world of unrighteousness so if you are living in a place where you are not seeking to have godly speech easily satan can encourage you and you can fall into this world of unrighteousness where your tongue taints everything in its way. Uh, the tongue is uh, set among our members, talking the members of our body, just like the members of the body of Christ, staining the whole body. Now, let just talk about this little tongue here. It stains our whole body. It stains our whole life. Have you ever been to a house that's... Uh, Recently gone through a fire, and you go to the house, and what's the worst problem? Smoke damage, right? It might have happened in one room, but the smoke went all over the place, and you can smell it. I, I've been helping my sons buy some cars, and uh, I always ask, is this a smoker's car? I, I personally am sensitive to that. And uh, so we talk and things like that, and you, you can't get that out of a car. Right, uh, and, and so thank God Jesus Christ has forgiven us. Right, <laughs> thank God for His grace that He can wipe those stains away. That He can give us new life, new beginning, as we heard here uh, today. And He goes setting on fire the entire course of life. Like whoa, oh, the entire course of life. Well, yeah, a lot of divorces. Come from too many hurtful words. Uh, maybe you have broken relationships in your life because of something a friend said to you, a relative said to you, uh, and or may they continue to say things to you. They're just negative, murmuring, you know, evil people, and, and it affects your entire life. And then it says, "Set on fire by hell." Right from the source, right? So, again, think about yourself in the kitchen. And you're just talking. You're just talking about someone in a negative way. Uh, Again, sometimes it's good to talk with a close friend about a problem you're working through. But usually people gossip uh, for other reasons. And if you took this one verse and just had it in your pocket brought it out said, hey, the tongue's like a fire for <laughs> righteousness. It's like we're in hell right now. <laughs> Whoa, what are you talking about? Well, again, God is, is serious here. We're never going to be perfect, but we need to realize how, how uh, serious this is. Uh, here's a, uh, a little, little story here, or a little letter. My name is Gossip. I have no respect for justice. I aim without killing. I break hearts and ruin lives. I am cunning and malicious and gather strength with age. The more I am quoted, the more I am believed. I flourish at every level of society. My victims are helpless. They cannot protect themselves against me because I have no name and no face. To track me down is impossible. The harder you try, the more elusive I become. I'm nobody's friend. Once I tarnish a reputation, it is never the same. I topple governments and ruin marriages. I ruin careers and cause sleepless nights, heartache and indigestion. I spawn suspicion and generate grief. I make innocent people cry in their pillows. Even my name hisses. I'm called gossip. Wow. You can find that on the internet. But, uh, yeah. We just need to fully understand. We need to let the Holy Spirit fully expose us to the danger that's inside our mouth. That's why He has it caged up, you know, behind our teeth and our mouth. You know, it's a concealed weapon. <laughs> you just have to be so careful. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you think of the victims of gossip. You guys have experienced that. Um, back there was a, uh, a store owner, uh, or uh, Sam Chapman, the founder of Empower Public Relations in Chicago. And he had been at another larger company where gossip had run rampant, backbiting, that kind of thing. And now that he was in charge, things were going to change. So what he said uh, was that uh, if you have something to say uh, to or about a colleague, you must say it to their face. Sounds biblical, doesn't it? If you're committed to gossip, you get fired. So while censoring water cooler conversation was difficult at first, uh, most empowered employees appreciate the environment honesty creates if they must vent they do so elsewhere if I still have unresolved issues at the end of the day says Empower Executive Jane Spotswood I save the drama for my mom how many would like to have that policy at your work would that be helpful for any of you I think most places most places friend it isn't a policy here it's God's command that we do not gossip, especially about anybody in this body. We are a team. We are a family. We love and care for each other. We're broken people, right? We're broken. That's one thing I've learned over many years of ministry, is that I'm broken and everybody else is broken. It's just how much they realize how broken they are, right? And... Uh, Gossip is Satan's favorite tool to split a church, to handicap a church, uh, to destroy a church. And so that's, that's what God commands here. And if you're talking with somebody else at Springbrook and they start to gossip, you feel? You say, is this something we should be talking about? You know, we've got to call each other on stuff. We're all sinful, let's face it, okay? So we're going to say sinful things. And uh, if you have the right relationship, uh, just call them on it. Say, I don't know if this is the healthiest thing uh, to talk about. I think I remember one pastor who, in the membership uh, announcement, when people came up on stage, they had to go through all these statements. And one one was, I will not gossip about anybody in this church. I will not gossip. Because when you gossip, in that sense, you're hurting the body of Christ. Sure, there's things you disagree with about our ministry, our family. Yeah, because we're all a bunch of sinners, you know. Not, <laughs> we just have to accept that, right? But I tell you what, when you gossip about people in our ministry or our ministry in any way, i talking to the choir here, I guess, but <laughs> uh, it hurts our church. And it hurts, more importantly, Christ's church. We need to keep that in mind. Uh, It goes on to say, uh, verse 7, For every kind of beast and bird and reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind. So this is way back then. He's talking like about a circus uh, to a certain extent here. And you go to the circus and you see that the uh, lions are tamed and the bears are tamed to a certain degree. (laughs) We can tame animals. What does it say? But no human being contain the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. Come on, James. You're really getting tough. <laughs> really, you are really talking about these types of sins is like killing people. Well, yeah. What if you had a taser? Okay? Pocket taser. You were given special privileges to use it on anybody you wanted to, anybody who was irritating you, that kind of thing. You know, So, you know, you're at work and the jerk's sitting next door, and I'm, you know. <laughs> now, of course, that wouldn't happen in our society, but I tell you what, gossip is just as bad or worse. The sensations of a taser only last for a short time. But words can last forever. Words can last forever. It goes on to say, James 3, 9, with it we bless our Lord and Father. Now, they, they, they had regular prayers three times a day. And they were always saying, bless God, bless His name. They were, they were blessing God all day long. So that's what he was referring to. And with it we curse people who are made in the likeness, made in the likeness of God. So we're praising God, but we're trashing people who are made in the image of God. Yes, they are sinners. And if they're non-Christians, uh, they're not even aware of how, how much they need Jesus. And we just got to be careful what we say. They're made in the image of God. Verse 11, does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? Of course not. Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives, or a grapevine produce figs? No. Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. And then James just nails it. He says, listen. Now, again, remember, the whole book is about testing your faith. Are you the real deal? Has Christ truly transformed you? Because if he has transformed you, it's going to be changing your speech over the years. And if your speech has not changed since you became a Christ follower, then maybe you better look again at that commitment to Jesus Christ and whether that was genuine. He says, you know, about trials, you know, how do you handle trials? Do you rejoice? Uh, how do you, how do you, uh, how do you uh, interact with the word of God? Do you obey and you, you excuse me, do you hear, and are you a doer of the word? How do you treat other people? Well, are you partial or you are impartial? So he just keeps going down these tests to kind of wake us up to say, "Wow, I've got some work to do. I've got to really walk with God much more closely because in each of these, you know say, oh, yeah, I struggle with that." And God knows we struggle with it, and that's why He wants us to depend totally upon him ephesians four twenty nine Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as good for building up as it fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear now again, that's a refrigerator verse that one should be plastered in every room of your home, especially your children. <laughs> yeah. And just say, oh, let's look at this verse here. What does this say? Uh, Let's just take a time to go to the Lord. Um, Pray about these things. You know, the Bible says, oh, so many things about the tongue. A lying tongue. A filthy tongue. An angry tongue. A crafty tongue. A gossiping tongue. A sensual tongue, a boasting tongue, a cursing tongue, a complaining tongue, a murmuring tongue, a backbiting tongue, and there's many more. But let's go back to that issue of gossip. Let's say you struggle with gossip, and a lot of people do. What are you supposed to do? Well, how do you respond? First of all, as always, you need to repent. You say, This is wrong. I want to do it differently with God's power. Then you confess the sin uh, that God has already forgiven uh, for you to get back into fellowship with him. Then you ask for the Spirit's power, saying, Lord, you know, I really have a problem in this area of my speech, and I've had it for like, I don't know, 30 years. (laughs) You're going to have, I can't tame it myself, you said, so I'm going to have to pray about this a lot. And then you meditate and memorize on verses from Scripture that speak of that and and go on the Internet, Bible verses about whatever your issue is and uh, have some great verses to memorize. And you find an accountability partner. If you really are serious about dealing with any sin in your life, you find an accountability partner. That means you're really serious. And you check in with that person every two weeks, every month, whatever. But somebody... Yeah. We all know, right? When we're being held accountable, that kind of goes to the top of the list. Oh yeah, I got to make that call. I better do this. <laughs> or, I better not say that. Or, and that's what the body of Christ is about. We're supposed to help each other and exhort each other. And then shut down conversations. Shut down conversations. Walk away from gossiping conversations. If you have, if you have a friend who's a gossip, uh, that might mean you're a gossip too. I don't know, right? And if somebody traffics in gossip, you shouldn't be around them. Or, or you should say, hey, listen, I can't be talking about these things anymore. Or if you're in a conversation and there's gossip going on, uh, you just have to have the courage through the Spirit to stand up and say, you know, we shouldn't be talking about this. That's awkward, I know. Somebody did it to me years ago, <laughs> and I was offended. But he was right. We're all here to exhort, encourage, and challenge. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this time you've given us today. Thank you for the beautiful baptism experience. Uh, Those are always so refreshing. Because, again, we see your power in these people's lives. How they have been changed. And how they're a child of yours. And Lord, oh, I pray for myself with my tongue. I pray that you give me extra um, insight this week as I talk and whatever I say and do. And uh, just to to monitor that. Because again, we're going to sin. Every one of us is going to sin with our tongue this week. There's no doubt about it. But the point is, is that we want to grow in holiness and we want to continue to... uh, you know, have your spirit clean house and uh, get our heart clean and get our tongue clean in order that we might sing your praises. In Christ's name, amen.